Uh, so no piddles. <laughs> no piddles for the business owner. If you're doing piddles, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> piddles. <laughs> Hey guys, what's up? It's Tori Mathis, your host, and I'm here with the one and only Mr. Sean Mathis, founder of Miles Through Time Automotive Museum. Good evening. So there's a lot of talk around culturally right now. Um, since people have been working from home, working remotely, talking about maybe people don't need to be working 40 hours a week. And I will tell you, I truly believe that if your employees, if my employees, whoever, can do things in less time but still get the job done, I don't think they need to work 40 hours. I think it's stupid to put in a whole bunch of time just for the sake of putting in a whole bunch of time. So the question is, how much should you work? It depends. It absolutely <laughs> depends. <laughs> Again, I think that there are jobs and maybe your job is like this. Maybe what you do in your business is like this because there are things like this, that there has to be a body there. Some Sometimes like things can't be done quicker because it just requires somebody's presence. For example, Sean, when he first started Miles Through Time, he was the ticket guy. He was the owner. He was the curator. He was the everything. He wore every single hat. Um, but he like somebody had to be there to take the money to let people in. And he, unfortunately, at that time, he had to be that person. But as we always talk about, like, what season is it of your business? For Sean in that season, he had to be the guy that had to be there. And so I think if you do have that type of job or that type of position, maybe that is a 40 hour a week type of position. But how long? Like, how long are you going to sustain that? Well, as a business owner, hopefully you do not. And hopefully that's some one of the first things that you try to get somebody else to do, somebody else to take on, you know, get yourself to a point that you can be doing more important things. Because like Sean said, now that he is not the person taking the money and sitting there, now he has all this time to market the business, to make the business better, to grow the museum, to get cooler exhibits. And like as CEO, like that's the kind of stuff, the bigger planning and things that you should be doing. But you know what? Sometimes you got to be the guy sitting there taking the money. And I can tell you when I started my business, I did not have children and I worked a shit ton because I had to try to get clients. Like I didn't, you know, get, I didn't have like clients just right out the gate. I had a couple from the business that I worked at previously, which was a magazine publishing house. So I did have some design clients when I started my business, but I had to hustle for those first clients. And so, and because I was still learning and honing my skills and figuring things out, I worked a lot. Well, there's nobody else. I worked. Right. And and then I didn't have kids. So it didn't really matter. Like if Sean worked till seven, I worked till seven. Like, you know, it didn't really matter. So I was fine to work a lot more. So if the season of your business is in the beginning, um, you probably do have to work a lot more. Which is fine. Absolutely. Like you can't expect to like come in and be like, um, 10 hour work week from day one. <laughs> like, I was just going to say the 10 hour work, like you read that and you're like, oh, that's what I want. Well, uh, you don't get that necessarily right off the bat. Well, that book is not about working 10 hours a no. day either. It's about outsourcing, but that's not a cool name. 
<laughs> like if you've actually, you know, read the book, like y- you could look at the the title and say, you know, yeah, I want that. Like doesn't everybody, but it's actually a book about outsourcing and how to outsource things so that you have all this extra time. Um, and, you know, you could Although check- outsourcing might be a pain in the ass as well. I don't and, like outsourcing. It might not be worth your time. Yeah. So we tried outsourcing because everybody's like, you have a marketing business, you do web design, you should outsource everything. I outsourced a couple of things every single time. Like it was just not cool. Like the turnaround is slower. Like, you know, maybe for some people that works, Um, but hiring like somebody that can do things that it does not have to be me um, was one of the greatest things that I did for my business because it freed up a lot of time. Uh, delegating things to Sean once he came to vi- uh, to work with me as well. I almost said to visit. Thanks for visiting. <laughs> once Sean came, like I was able to, like I totally trust that he's going to do a great job. And so all the things that I've been doing that were things that needed to be done, you know, like taking the money, but didn't have to be me. Um, Sean was able to take those things on. And so that's a really great way of you to, you know, cut down the time that you're working or switch over the time to you doing more important things. I think that's like a huge, huge thing. People think, well, I'm a business owner and I'm, you know, 40, you have that 40 hour thing. So you have to work at least 40 hours, right? But then you have all this other stuff that needs to be done. I think people spend too much time trying to be busy and not enough time doing the things that were important. We had a client that was spending, oh my goodness, so long because she had to scan in documents for like insurance or medical records or however that worked, but every single document had to be scanned. And so she had like all these files and then all these new clients coming in and she was the one doing the scanning. <laughs> like that's a, no business owner should be the one scanning thousands of documents in. You can get a, a virtual, not a virtual assistant, but like an assistant. You could get somebody that's like retired to do that kind of stuff. You could get a teenager to do that, that kind of stuff. Like that is not CEO work ever. That's the one we got rid of that whole process altogether, right? What's that? Her scanning them in. Oh, for the new ones, yes. So that was another thing. Like updating your processes is going to help you so that you do not have to work as much. Um, so one of the things would be to hire out or to get help for those things. But we also were able to take so many of her files digitally. So she no longer captured any type of new paper documents because this isn't 1994. <laughs> she didn't have to anymore. You know, that's a lot of things to haul around. That's storage. Then you have to worry about people's confidential information. Whereas when she updated her systems and was able to take on all those types of things electronically to start off, amazing time saver. Yeah, which for her enabled her to actually take on more clients, which her particular business is, there's really no way around her time. So she's got she's got to fill her time with with paying clients. So anything that takes up her time that isn't actually, you know, the the, the point of the business where she's actually collecting money for that time, uh, she, she's she's technically losing money. So really, for for somebody like that, like everything other than what she actually does for a living that makes her money should be done by somebody else. And you can get people to work for 
not a lot of money. So, I mean, it's really easy to think like, well, I can't hire somebody. Well, you don't have to hire somebody full time. Maybe you find some mom that just wants to do some spare work while her kids are napping. Like there are people out there that do not want to work full time. They just want a couple hours. And so I'm not telling you to pay people two bucks an hour. I'm telling you to find somebody that will just work for a few hours. You know, so you still pay your people well. It's it's going to be more beneficial for you to get those hours back than to, you know, lose a little bit of that money. And I think you might have to make that like transition period. And that might be, you know, a month or so to get that groove going. But man, that was one of the best things that that happened because it was really easy for me to look back on my week and go, I was so busy. <laughs> but if my billable hours, you know, if the, the projects weren't coming in, if I wasn't getting new projects, then and the money wasn't coming. It didn't matter that I worked 40 hours or 50 hours or 60 hours or however many hours I worked. Um, and if you're a service-based business, like the the lady that we were talking about, you know, if you're a coach, if you're, you know, any type of thing like that, like you have to be very careful that you're not having your bar be how many hours you worked, that you're busy all week. We think of, I think of like some of the most, uh, some of the more uh, well-known successful realtors, like uh, the realtors you see the billboards for, the, the ones that you can think of the name of the realtor and you have never used them before. I mean, I guarantee you can think of some sort of realtor in your area, right? So say you want to buy a house or sell your house and you go use that realtor. You know the, that realtor's name and you are, you're expecting to meet that realtor. I guarantee you do <laughs> not meet that realtor until you sign documents. If you meet them during that time, because that realtor has outsourced, not necessarily outsourced, but has somebody doing everything that needs to be done so that they don't actually have to do it because they're busy promoting the brand that they've created that made it so that you even know who they are. Uh, Mark Spain is one that's local in this Georgia area. He's, he probably spends $100 million a year on billboards. I guarantee everybody in this area knows who Mark Spain is. Um, and, and I know of a few people that have, have used Mark Spain as far as having his sign in their front yard for their house for sale, but they've never met him. Well, especially if you see like the, the, like we've traveled how, yeah, through how, Georgia and yeah. like way on the other still Mark Spain billboards. Yeah. I mean, and that, so, I mean, that, that, that's kind of just one example, but it, it goes across the board for everything miles through time. I'm typically only there Saturdays. You didn't, know, but, st didn't start off that way. No, I mean, I spent three years if the museum was open. It's because I was there. So now the fact that it's open seven days a week all year long, as opposed to, uh, what was it, Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 3 for three years. Uh, and and, uh, and that, that had changed over the course of the, the three years because I, I, I kept track of when people were coming in and kind of honed in the busy, absolute necessity of time that I needed to be there so that I didn't waste my time being there on a Monday and a Tuesday where nobody came. Right. So, I mean, and that was just trial and error a little bit and, and realizing, well, you know, I, I can't do it all. So although I might, you know, upset two people because they couldn't go visit the museum on Monday, like if they really want to go, they can come back when I'm open, when I'm there, like I, and I, it took me a while to grasp that too. Cause like, I wanted to appease everybody. I'm like, Oh, you want to go? It doesn't matter. I live an hour away. I'll get there and open the doors <laughs> for you. Like you can't, 
you can't do that forever even if you you do it here or there like it just it can't be done and when you know when i was doing the consignment aspect of stuff i didn't really have a choice i even tried the whole you know it's the lowest price it's going to be i have no bartering power did you watch the video that shows it running did you see all the photos like are you sure this is something that you want to you want to do oh yeah yeah all right i'll beat you there in an hour they get there would you take uh you know, it's a $20,000 car. Would you take 10? Are you fucking kidding me? I just drove an hour here and I told you, like, I can't, I can't do anything. It's my day off. Like it, it was such an absolute downer and nightmare. Like that, that alone is part of the reason why I, I don't do that anymore. Just because I would still be under that such situation. I think that's very important to note. Like, Sean even tried to make it so that this aspect of his business was as controlled as possible and it was still out of control and not controllable. You didn't want to work that many hours. Uh, you not, didn't want to go yeah. through all that kind of stuff. Like, So he made it so that was no longer part of the business and it took a little while to work it out and to build, you know, to, to change things over. But if you realize that something like that is taking too much time and not bringing in enough money, or maybe it is bringing enough money, but it's stressing you the hell out. Like it wasn't fun. Figure out how to like work that out and do something else. Yeah, because it's not worth taking all these hours and all this time if you're stressed out, if you're a piece of crap to your family, you know, if you don't sleep well. Like there's all these other things other than you know how much money that you're making um, that you can make changes. For sure. Um, I think that it's very important to note, though, that whatever the season of your business is, it's, it is going to dictate how much time you work. But how much time should never be a factor in deciding how much you work. Um, we've talked about before um, about not working by the hour. For us doing design work, like we never work by the hour. Like maybe I'm having a day that is kind of crappy and I'm kind of working slow. Maybe I'm not very imaginative or creative today. And so it's taken me a little while to get longer or to get to get going. And so it takes me a little bit longer. Or maybe today I am freaking on it and I am just on fire and I am just knocking stuff out. Well, if something takes me, you know, today 20 minutes to do and maybe other days it takes me three hours, I don't think that you should get charged a different amount. So the amount of time is not what's important. So just because you're a business owner, just because you're trying to grow your business doesn't mean that you need to work 80 hours a day or 50 hours or even 40 hours. But you have to figure out kind of what's going to work for you because there is no magic number. There is no book that says like these are the times that you should work. But don't give yourself busy work to fill up time um, just for the sake of filling up time. I think that might be hard for people, especially when they're coming from maybe corporate, coming from some type of other job and then coming into it. It's an adjustment to make. Like if you don't work on Friday, like that's fine. Um, like you don't have to work every weekday. When Sean 
worked for Pepsi, he had all kinds of crazy schedules. Um, like for a while, he worked until seven. So I worked until seven. You know, I worked a little bit later. I started later. I worked later. When we didn't have kids, you know, I maybe worked a little bit later. Sean was in the National Guard. He would be gone one weekend a month. I would work that weekend. I would answer customer emails like crazy, like whenever. So I really got to be known that with my clients that I would answer emails at any time. Well, once I had kids, and especially now that the kids are a little bit older, like I don't answer emails in the evenings because it sucks me into work. And then I ignore my kids and they're trying to talk to me and I'm like, oh, I'm in the middle of something. I can't concentrate. I'm going to screw stuff up. Like, so I have made that change that now I don't do that. Um, but that was a conscious decision that I had to make, you know, just like Sean, it was a conscious decision for him to decide like that, um, doing uh, car sales was not for him. But if it's the season of your business, then, then maybe that is when you need to do it. So in some places, they don't have a 40-hour work week. Do you think that like it should be like a 40-hour work week or do you think it should be different? Uh, no. Like, uh, I think that the 40-hour the work week became a thing when, you know, you had 10-year-olds working 60 hours a week. You know, it kind of, I don't remember what president it was, but they set that that standard that that was the 40-hour the work week. Henry Ford actually is the one that did it, now I'm thinking of it. Uh, Henry Ford created that 40-hour work week. So, I mean, who the hell is he? I mean, really, when you talk about that, it worked for that scenario, and we kind of... In 1910? <laughs> and we've adopted it across the board. Um, but, I mean, and the thing is, is... Maybe for you and your business and, and your season right now, you need to work 60 hours a week. I mean, if there's no way around it and you I mean, you really got to 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 put in the grind and, and get your feet wet and like really try to strive forward to get to where maybe in the future you're working 30 hours a week or maybe you do just work the 40 hours a week but they're super easy and fun and it it doesn't even feel like work i mean you get so caught up on on that number of like i i work like it especially if it's your business it like does it matter it really comes down to what is it you want to be doing like even when we go on on various trips and like there's work that we do when we're there always all the time. I mean, we take a cruise. We're working on the, the cruise. We were just in Florida. We worked while we were in Florida, but we didn't work all day. It's no. like, you know, we get up early in the morning. Like we always do. We get our few hours of work done. We go and do all kinds of stuff. We come back to chill, do a little bit of a few things, go back out, do, you know, wrap up some things in the evening. It's not like sitting there and, you know, not getting stuff done. However, like you have to take a break, even if you're in the hustle stage, you cannot work all day, every day, you know, this hustle, hustle, grind, grind, don't get any sleep because then you're going to be a piece of crap (laughs) and you're going to get sick or you're going to do a bad job. Like when you take that time away, when you take it off to do something else and I I'm not good at this. I want to work all the time and not necessarily work. I want to be productive all the time. Like, I feel like I should be doing some, and you're like that too. Like, I feel like I should be doing something that's important. Like I want to, I want to be making something or creating something or doing better or, you know, measuring this or like, I'm that kind of person. So maybe whatever my hobbies are, where I go away from work, maybe I've like, 
I like to lift weights. I lift weights at the gym. And so that's a way that I can, I can track and I can do better there. And I, you know, I have all these different ways that I can, um, take those things that I, I usually put all into work and put it into more of a hobby that that's a step away. That's taking it back. So that when I do come back to work, that I am a little bit better. We go to the gym five days a week and, a lot of times and I know Sean says like he doesn't feel bad. Like sometimes still I feel bad. I am at the gym. It's nine o'clock in the morning and I every once in a while I'm like, I should be working. I should not be working out right now. But I know I should. I like I, sh- I should be working out like I'm not going to stop doing it. But I even still have that thing. Like I feel like. I shouldn't be taking this time off because I'm supposed to be productive. I'm supposed to be, I'm a business owner. I'm supposed to be growing my business. I have these projects going on. I have all these things. And you know what? You're always going to have all these things. And you're always going to have a full to-do list. And then the list is like more stuff's going to come on. (laughs) Like you're never going to finish every single thing. So putting in the hours is not the answer. Not the answer. Uh, I think of like... uh... Like going to the gym and exa- for example, I, I I don't feel guilty that we're doing it, but you're on your phone while you're there. I see you. <laughs> I, I work constantly at the gym. I'm always and and that's and that's my point is that if there's there's things on my plate or email like there's things that I can still answer or accomplish. You're getting a twofer. I I do. Otherwise, you know, not that I feel guilty, but I I I am I'm thinking. Of the stuff that I need to go do. And so I, I am. I'm like, well, I can do it now. You know, take my break and, and, and knock it out. Because, you know, you, you can have 100 emails, right, on a daily basis at any given moment. You've More got a hundred, you know, hundreds of <laughs> right, yeah. um, unopened emails. Well, I've always had none, right? I'm always like, I have a rolling... 20 right now like that i just cannot get rid of them and it drives me absolutely nuts again though you can't stay up all night to finish all the emails because in the morning there's more emails there are just there's gonna be more so many things can wait is something that i've also learned like with you know i feel like i need to do it all and finish it and like like i feel like i need to check everything off and then i'm good but it doesn't really work that way like when you actually get down to it like You're not supposed to just check everything off every day. Once I switched, I have this planner that I've been using for several years. And once I switched over to this planner, really helps because it's got like on the top of your day, it's got three things. And so it's like, get the three biggest things done. Like you don't have to get every single thing done. Um, And sometimes like I do have lots of lots of little, little things. And sometimes I got to remind myself, like, are these once it is little things, like are these little things, things that I should do? Like there are these brochures that we do for a client and we're constantly getting more because there's one for each one of their people. And so always people are coming into the program. And so we're always doing more, always doing more, always doing more. For years, I did the brochures and that would be like something that was on my list that it was like, once I start having like all these little things, like it was always like, you know, every week I would be doing like all of these. I finally was like, this is something Sean could do, <laughs> right? And now you've been doing it for a long time. And I even gave you like a little bit more of this because once I got that structure part, once I, you know, because, you know, I am the designer, I am the, you know, the one that's doing all the creative. Once I've got that figured out, 
I don't need to do it anymore. It can be replicated. Right. Because the system, the structure, the, the whole process is figured out. And I think that that's something that if you are doing all these little, little things and like you feel like you always have these little things, like that's a that's a sign that you need to step back and be like, OK, I should not be doing little piddle stuff. You're a business owner. No piddles for you. Like you need to do big stuff. You need to do, you know what I mean? Like move the needle stuff. Grow your business, make new connections, not doing little changes in a brochure for people. So once you see that you have the little piddles going on, that's when you step back and say, where can I make a process for this? And where can I hand this off to somebody else? Because you as the owner should not be worrying about all these little things that you can check off. Check out episode 68. It's clone yourself and it's how to work smarter. Um, I really outlined a whole bunch of things. It's the only episode I've ever done by myself. (laughs) Sean was gone and I had to do one. And you know what? I think it's a great episode. There's lots of really good nuggets in there um, on how you can do more in less time. Because as a business owner, your time is so important. And especially if you're a service-based type of business where it's really easy for your value to only be based on the hours that you're spending. So you really got to watch your time. You got to be careful. I just want to say piddles. Did I say piddles enough time? (laughs) I don't know if I've ever used the word piddles before. Piddles. Piddles. (laughs) Okay. Uh, It was was fun as as I thought it was going to be. Are you happy with your piddles? Yeah, piddles. Uh, so no piddles. <laughs> no piddles for the business owner. If you're doing piddles, you're doing it wrong. Piddles. <laughs> Did you know that we have new shows every single Tuesday and Thursday? We get a new show out every single week, twice a week. And so we would think it'd be great if you would come and join us on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We always talk about things like this, how you could be smarter in your business, how you could use your time better, how you could use your money better, how you could finally figure out social media to work for your business. So we would love it if you would come join us on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Thanks. We'll Tell see you. your friends. <laughs> see you on the next one.